1: trap 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 Trap
2: Hey bro, welcome to brand new MMA roasted podcast. It's me Adam Hunter. We are in my new house it's me and cb gold what's up guys uh it's me and cb we got a great show today we got michael bisbing calling in the former ufc champion uh just all around great guy badass uh actor philanthropist you name it also another uh guy that everyone loves colby covington is on the show as well uh i like colby very divisive man um Let's see what he has to say. Got a huge fight against Rafael dos Anjos.
3: I don't know. He's been kind of quiet recently. I'm I'm not sure if he'll have much to say with another soapbox forum to air his grievances. I'm sure
2: he'll be fine. Uh, You know, you never want to count out Colby Covington. No, that's
3: like 100% sarcasm.
2: Right, Uh, (laughs) and also Sharon Jacobson. She's calling in as well. She's a really, really tough and victified her former wrestling national champion. Uh, went to University of Minnesota. I think served in the Army, I believe, if I read that right. And uh, it's going to be a great, great show. Listen, people, uh, marijuana, if you smoke marijuana, if you do CBD oils, which I recommend after workouts, if you do vapes, if you, do f- if you like flour, Speedweed is the place to go. I'm telling you, they will deliver it right to you. You don't have to leave your house. Uh, a lot of times, you you, you, you know, you wanna smoke pop, but you don't feel like getting up, you don't feel like going out, gas is expensive, maybe your car broke down, maybe you don't have your car. Maybe you wanna smoke and just not leave. Maybe there's a fight on, and you don't wanna leave and you know, put it on DVR or TiVo. You just wanna watch the fight and have it delivered to you, okay? You order pizza, you order Chinese food, some people order escorts. Okay, well now, you can order marijuana. Right to you, speedweed.com. The guy who came up with it is Gino. He's a great, great guy. Mention MMA Roasted. You get $10 off $100 or more uh, that order. So speedweed.com. Check it out. Great guys. Great people. Don't get a DUI. They're really cracking down in California now with um, people that are smoking pot and driving. It's like a huge thing right now. I think it's up 900%, which is what I just made up. But So I'm telling you. <laughs> go to them and they will uh, take care of you. Also, if you want to support the podcast... Uh, if you like the podcast, if you want to support me, you want to support what I'm doing. Buy a T-shirt, MMA Roasted versus Everybody. Yeah, uh, if you if you pick a picture of it and you send it to me, I will retweet it, and it will go to seventy two thousand people uh, who like also like the thing. And I'll, maybe if you don't want to do that, I, I I won't retweet it. If you don't like the way you look, but MMA Roasted versus Everybody. Okay, it's uh, the, all, all the money goes to me and my uh, and my newly uh, my daughter who, who's coming in July. And my, my wife or who, who, uh, else we're all very excited about it. So, uh, And if you shop on Amazon, which my wife does, or I know a lot of people do, go to Adamhunter.com first, and then click on the link on my website to Amazon. It helps me out, helps the podcast out, and uh, everybody's happy. Listen, people, sexual performance issues are more common than you think. Over 25 percent of new E.D cases are guys under 40. That's not good. OK, it sucks. You finally got a girl home or a guy home and you're ready to, 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 you know, give her the time of your life and then you can't get it up. It's embarrassing. And women don't forget that. Trust me. And they tell their friends and their friends, friends. Before you know it, you're, you're known as, you know, soft Jimmy or, or soft Willie or guy who can't get it up or just pathetic Pat, whatever your name is. OK, or they'll, Anderson they'll come, Silva or Anderson Silva or John Jones <laughs> or whatever. So. 40% of men by age of 40 struggle with not being able to get and maintain an erection. Maybe you get an erection, and then it goes away. Now the girl thinks that she's not attractive and she takes it out on you and it's just angry and it's just a, it's a bad feeling. It's, 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 trust me, I've never been there, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's bad, okay? So why do guys turn to weird solutions? Like, or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? You get a headache, you take an aspirin, right? You get sick, you go to the doctor. Well, now we will take care of your boners, Okay, people? We'll make sure that you get a throbbing heart on that you deserve. And even the world's greatest actor can't fake one. Trust me. Bruce Willis can't fake a boner. Uh, I'm not sure he's the world's greatest actor. But, you know, listen. Go to 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, which I could use, sex, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Finally, we got one. Thanks to science, ED can be optional. And Hims connects you with real doctors with medical-grade solutions to treat ED. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. Science, people. Blind to me with science. It was a great song back in the 80s. So, no waiting room. How annoying is that? You go to the doctor, you see your ex, and now she's guessing what you have. Uh, no awkward doctor visits. No lines. Uh, you can save hours by going to fourhims.com. It's so easy. Answer a quick few questions and uh, chat with a doctor for confidential review. And products are shipped directly to your door. Just looks like Speedweed, okay? severe ED isn't just an issue for rich old guys in bathtubs. No. It affects men in their 30s and 40s. It's it's, it's tough out there, people. Be prepared. Being your best means performing your best. No in-person doctor visits. Not anymore. It's erectile without the dysfunction. It's hard. Made easy. Say hello to your little friend. So, try Hims for a month today for just five dollars. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. See website for full details. This will cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to forehims.com slash MMA with the E D capitalized. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash MMA Roast E D. For slash so yes, check it out, people. Uh, CB, you look very confused. How are you, man? I'm What's good,
3: man. What's new? Just, uh, glad to be back.
2: Uh, good to have you back. Good to have you back. Uh, it's just been busy. Hold on one sec. So, so, uh, so, you, show, so have you, you got the, the wedding date set? What's going on?
3: Yeah, wedding date set. The venue. The deposit has been put down, and I'm finalizing my portion of the guest list this weekend. And the save the dates will be going out within a few weeks. My girl's designing them right now. We also did a. About the weekend after, or the weekend of Valentine's Day, we did our engagement uh, photo session up oh in Mammoth. Oh God,
2: that's so cute! But I, I, those were the worst. I feel so dumb doing those photos.
3: Adam, I- let me just tell, like, okay, so I've been, I went through the whole process, and it was like finding somebody, picking the spots, and we went up to Mammoth to do it in the snow. So it was like 40 degrees outside. My girl and I were like, hey, we'll go out. It's only like an hour and a half. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll wear like, I don't know, whatever, like the, the wife beater, the t-shirt, a long sleeve, and then a long sleeve button down. We were out in the cold the whole time, and we were like walking through it was it wasn't it was snow, but it was like warm, so it was like sludge. Or like um yeah, just and it was just shitty and like getting all over our shoot. My my girl and I both probably fell at least like three, four times. That's cute though. Trying to make it graceful, but at the same time. But yeah, the photos are back. They're they're pretty good, but we're excited, man. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. Congratulations,
2: man. You deserve to be happy. Yeah. First time in your life. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh so now I had heard you were banned. The UFC banned you from graphing people?
3: Okay, so it's not just me. And I, and I can't say it's banned because I had a friend get me stuff done last weekend in Brooklyn. So right. I can't. I can say in terms of Vegas and for what was told to friends of mine that were out there graphing, that the UFC security, because of a few things that happened... Um, what happened? What happened? Right, it's, it's yeah, it, there's a few things a happen. bunch of stories a few things happen and that the UFC security is now telling hotel security Anybody getting autographs photos, whatever they need to just tell them like you got to go so They have a picture of out. you. Is there a picture? Like, do not yeah. let this guy in with a pen No, but the dude I was complaining about a few shows ago when I was on um, is I mean He knows my face. He knows my best friend's face and we kind of just stick together. You don't think maybe
2: you guys should go incognito? Like you should. There is have like no a, incognito anymore. It was everybody. You don't have like a wig or something you could put on, or like no. a shave, or put on like dude, a dude. A I had. Fat, a, did, don't you remember the last time you saw me? I had hair.
3: Put on like a fat suit or something or nothing. I've been trying to eat to put on that fat suit. All right, there we go. No, I think um and and. Just really quick, the last one that was in Vegas, the two twenty two, which was I think the Mackenzie's debut, Cyborg Kunitskaya. I had a room set up, paid for everything. I was going to Vegas. You knew I was going to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. I found out Tuesday night that UFC security told hotel security we can't, they can't do it anymore due to people crossing boundaries of invading fighters' privacy. And so didn't
2: you show up in someone's sauna? They were cutting weight, and you showed up in someone's room or something.
3: No, I was invited up to Brian Ortega's room at uh, two fourteen. Okay, it was just you and him. No, his coach brought me up, and uh, it was the whole team up oh, there. Okay, got it. But yeah, so I've I'm not really going to Vegas much anymore. Damn. But there is the LA event coming up.
2: Oh yeah, right, right, that right, right. got
3: announced. <laughs>
2: right, so I had a very stressful night last night. So, okay, first of all, uh, I'm converting my garage into a wrestling room because so that way I can I can stay home with the baby, coach from my garage, because people are always asking me, hey, do you do privates, do you do privates, how much this? how much of that, kids on my team want to wrestle, because it's only tw- twice a week, and we, we want to do more off-season, I'm like, you know what, I moved into a place where it's a huge studio in the back, so my friend, who just got like fired from coaching wrestling in Palisades, those were his mats, which is a whole another story, but that's a whole thing, another podcast to get into, I'll actually get him on, my friend Aldo, so he's like, hey man, actually, we have two layers of mats on top of each other, and it's actually bad because they're bubbling them up. So, it'd be great. You can actually if you want if you want them, you could have them. So I'm like, great. So I got a U-Haul, twenty feet U-Haul with like my friends. We go to the, the, the high school with the U-Haul. They let us in, and then all the college, all the wrestlers helped us load it. So it's me and 25 high school wrestlers and my buddy. Yeah, but these mats are fucking massive. Massive, right? But then I'm like, okay, guys, are you guys gonna help me get them back? And they're like, oh, sorry, I got homework, I got SATs. So then I drive back, and it's just me and my friend Aldo and my friend Chris. Now there's three of us. So I'm texting everyone I know, hey,
3: could you help me move wrestling mats? When you texted me, I thought even like, just the mats themselves? I thought you were talking about like a bunch of like 5x10s.
2: Everyone thought I was kidding. Everyone's like, you have the wrong number. Is this a
3: joke? Well, where's the punchline? No, I knew you were serious, but I thought they were like 5x10s, which you can carry over your shoulder. These yeah. things are like.
2: Yeah, they're like official high school they look wrestling like a mats. Cement, they're as round as a cement mixer. Right, they're huge. So now we get back here, and now I have a U-Haul, which took me an hour to back up into my garage, kind of, but no, no way to get the, the mats out. Yeah, how the so, fuck did you back it? <laughs> well, up? luckily, my friends like go to Home Depot pay some of the workers they'll do it it'll cost you 20 bucks so we went out there we got three guys three Mexican dudes Is this the Austin Powers movie all over again three Mexican dudes uh, I think two of them were drunk uh, they were having fun they come they move these things in like 10 minutes I gave them I threw them like 100 bucks they were a tip they were super fucking happy uh, and they they moved it So now I, but now my wife comes home and she's like what the fuck did you do to the garage? Like the garage was so nice. It was a studio. Was, I'm like, "Listen, it'll look better. This is just not mounted on the walls yet. We haven't like we haven't made them in yet." But she's like, "I'm having a, a bridal party here or something." So now she's mad. Over so, in the shower. No, bridal shower for her friend. She's throwing it for Uh-oh. her. And she doesn't want wrestle. I'm like, we'll have them wrestle. That'll be great. You can have the girls. Yeah, that didn't go over well. So then, That's
3: right? That's how they picked the, the bridesmaids. Like, whether you, whoever gets made of honor is the one that lasts until they, exactly. they have a little wrestling let's, tournament in the bag.
2: Let's do it. So then, then last night, we have, you know, my two cats, Carmen and Frankie, are cool. They're, they're older. She has a younger cat, Lemon. And uh, this cat is so curious. Is she sour? Haha, ha, no more jokes for 10 minutes. Okay, so I, I open the door and the cat just runs out, right? Every time you open the door, he runs out. Which is so fucking annoying. You, know, you have to go catch the cat every time. I, so, all right, so now I came in and, and the cat was, I came in two nights ago, the cat was in the backyard. I had to get back there. Maybe I wasn't looking, it ran out. I go to grab it. it it like Wolverine's my whole arm, just gushing blood. This fucking, and then it felt bad. It was kissing me, but I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I get it, right? So, <laughs> so then last night I come home after the U-Haul thing. All right, we didn't. The U-Haul still here. It's, I take my friends out to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Right, So I, I pay. We come in, we can't find Lemon. We search everywhere. Lemon, Lemon. Two hours looking every. Now the whole house is all fucked up. Drawers are open. Can't find the cat. Now I'm, it's two in the morning. I'm walking around the neighborhood going, lemon, lemon. <laughs> People think I'm like the worst fruit salesman in the history of, of lemon. Here, lemon, lemon. And now that didn't work. So someone's like, put your cat litter outside. You know, so now I'm putting the cat litter outside and I buy all this wet food and I put all around my house wet food. So now there's 20 fucking cats. I come out at five in the morning. Twenty cats eating around my fucking house, none of which are lemon. Every cat in the neighborhood thinks it's fucking Cinco de Mayo at my house. They're all having a this fucking so party.
3: Funny. I see. I didn't. I only knew she was missing when I got here, but this is no. I can't even deal with this fucking storm. Cats right everywhere. Now.
2: Everywhere. This fucking everyone's like high five. They're having a. They're <sighs> having sex. This a fucking pussy parade in my fucking house, but oh not lemon. God. So now I'm like, my wife's crying. We lost the cat. I'm fucking like, oh man, this is my fault. I'm more worried about you walking
3: around the neighborhood yelling lemon.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, everyone thinks, like, oh, that's that's a weird thing to try to sell at three in the morning. So now we wake up, it's eight in the morning, lemon's underneath the bed. Fucking cat. Like, so now we're, how the fuck? So we found this, there's a cabinet that you can get underneath the house. That, and then you can get out And of course Fuck the
3: humans Let the cat find it Oh yeah yeah. Like,
2: and now Did I can't you know? Find it. No so now we, 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 we boarded it up We hammered it in the cabinet Right You can't open the cabinet I think it's a fire, hose, fire hazard But now I, We can't find Now I can't find her again I don't know where she went I went to return the U-Haul And uh, the cat's not there So now I gotta find the cat today Which is fucking annoying And then on top of that My wife installs this thing Called the ring Yep. which is so annoying. My mom
3: has it. So you
2: come and then every time the, the wind blows, I get a notification. <laughs> the there's motion there's sensor. motion at my door, right? Yep. And then of course, everyone in the neighborhood is like some kind of community, so someone's right, someone writes uh four packages have been stolen. I'm like, I think I think it's from my house. I'm like, fuck, I run yeah. home. It's like some somebody it, it, like a mile and a half reports this. Like, put it at your house, the packages got stolen, not fucking just random for a <laughs> pack. Someone's car got broken into. I think it's all my shit. But anyway, so then you could, there's a button that you could press. When they come, that like it's like fake barking, like woof 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 woof. Really? Like, yeah. So if a robber comes, they hear woof woof. Like that's gonna. And it's, I didn't know it had that feature. It had that feature. You could, you could do a bar. I, I if you really want to get people, they should have like I'm a vegan. they will no fucking <laughs> run away. You know, like I do
3: CrossFit. I do CrossFit.
2: You know, something like Colby Covington lives here. It's just something <laughs> that like yes, yeah, so that that was that was that. So that's what anyway. That's what I've been dealing with. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, MMA news, let's talk about, so, so today you got made, Holly Holm is fighting Megan Anderson, UC 225, where is this? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. CM Punk is back. Against Michael Jackson. Yes. I think they actual, the, the one that died has a better chance now, like, like the actual, I hope, I like Mike Jackson, I hope he wins, but fuck, man, he bet, but it's,
3: if he loses his in cage careers over, his sitting there going, yeah, that was a great fight, I'm going back to journalism now, like. That no, well, you can't lose to CM Punk. You can't.
2: He's a pretty fit guy, and he's he's a a pretty big guy. I think it
3: depends on where they put him on the card, though. Will he be warming up, or will he be covering the other fights before him?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. He he might be. I hope he wins. I hope hope Michael Jackson wins. But man, they 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 look hard for this guy to fight. This should not be happening. I don't care. It should not be happening. This is not fair to people that actually deserve to be in the UFC. Well, it's not fair for uh, my man at the PFA, PFL. Uh, Ricefo? No, no, no. He's not fighting the the Uh-oh. you know the kid that uh, from Freeport, Long Island. We have him on the podcast all the time. Uh, he beat Lance Palmer. Uh, you know what I'm talking about not
3: the not, not the bull.
2: The, uh, yeah, Andre the Bull. Yeah, oh, Andre the sixteen bull. and zero. He can't get in the UFC right now. But they're putting Askren. in Michael. Putting in Mike Jackson. I mean, Aspen is the obvious choice. But did, did you, but are you also seeing this like?
3: thing between Connor and Floyd in the cage of, like, no kicks, only clench, no... I, I like keep seeing it, not seeing it, keep seeing it, not seeing it. It's becoming like Ellis Mania. Like, every, every, is, it's so dumb. It's so either dumb. Either you fight or you don't.
2: What, what is this? No kicking. I don't, sprawling. yeah, this is what I
3: don't understand. There's no takedowns, but clenches. There. I don't know if it's real, if it's not real. It's not real. It's it can't just be real. It's stupid. It, sh-
2: it should be go back to UFC one. Eventually, World. it'll probably be fucking. It should real, be though. UFC one rules where like everything goes like biting, headbutting. Between Connor and Floyd? Yeah, just have it be a real fight.
3: They should just call Victor Ortiz. He'll get in fucking faster. Uh,
2: he's been like going to comedy shows and heckling people recently, Victor Ortiz. Uh, how- yeah, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't
3: want to like try to fuck with him as a heckler though, because yeah, no, he's crazy and he'll hurt you. Um,
2: so Holly Holm, Megan Anderson. I think Holm takes this. I think uh, Anderson. I think does. I, I mean, you got to go striking wise. Yeah, Megan has more power. Holly's gonna
3: be more volume, more more counters. Megan's gonna be power
2: But uh, Cyborg had more power Than Holly Holm She didn't She didn't get hurt her True I mean Holly Holm is a world champion boxer Like 11 True. times or something Megan Anderson is an MMA fighter With good boxing there's yeah. a difference. I mean, look, you could then make the argument that, hey, well, Joanna Jędrzejczyk is a world champion kickboxer, and Rose is a I may mean, fight good kickboxing, but she was also a black belt at age like three or something, or some kind of prodigy karate it's, champion. It's hard to
3: say. It's but, it's a it's a good debut fight. But for why isn't though. Holly
2: fighting anyone her weight?
3: What? She weighs 135. Maybe 45. 45 seems easier. 35, she she seems at 35 like she had to be more active, fight week especially. She's 0-2 at 145. What is she at 135?
2: Well, she beat Ronda she's Rousey. One in... No, she's not. She no, no, no. no she... I'm
3: talking about like in re- since like the whole I'm the champ. Since losing to Misha, she lost that belt. She lost to Shevchenko, She beat Bitch Kohea.
2: She lost to Jermaine Durandame. May when it was a, she lost a Jermaine, fight. But that was forty-five. I'm saying at Cyber, so at yeah. thirty-five.
3: She's like one bit two, one and 3
2: not she beat someone else? I think she beat someone else
3: bit of I
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't the... she just get a win? Uh, too bad it's not a computer for us to look any of a shit up. Right, right. little not of your shit up. dude? right?
3: might be. I'm thinking about something. I'm thinking about like bigger MMA UFC news that came this week like that what? I'm still confused about. There's new ESPN NBC deal, there's a new weight, there's two new weight classes, there's exclusive fighters to different networks. Is that
2: true? I've heard, I talked to someone at, at ESPN who said I've that. I've heard that, that, like, not everything,
3: to be realistic, it was featured on like Therese Owens dot whatever that website is. But then I'm hearing things of like some portions of it are true. The TV deal could be true with the money, and then that there could be, you know, they're trying to make it like boxing where it's like exclusive fighters and that there is a 165 men's and atom weight women's coming. I just I don't know what to make of it and I don't know if it's legit. All right,
2: 165 men's great idea. Okay, because, and then you, then you got to make 175 and then 185. You can't I just have... I think they're
3: only going to do... I think it's going to be like a trial period of 165 men's, 105 women's.
2: But then what? They're going to have 55, 65, 70? I mean, go, they're not going to go up five that's, pounds. That's the weird thing. No, they can't Unless do that. They
3: change 70 to 75 and just start doing... Which is like what they gradual, should do. That's what they yeah. should
2: do. Um, at 65 is great because you got guys like Kevin Lee... Uh, you got Colby. We're like right You have the cost. you got guys that that are, are almost like too small for one seventy, too big for fifty five. If you, you could put Cerrone in that category, you could put Dos Anjos in there. Um, I think that's a good good call. One hundred and five women's. As much as I, I'll watch it and I like it. I don't know if the interest is there. I don't think it is amongst hardcore fans or even casual fans. Expect casual fans, hardcore fans also. Which that's but the, but at the same time. Would I watch it? Sure. Would I watch Jessica Penne at 105 and Jeannie Fry? I think, is there and that Amber Brown girl? They're all smaller girls. They all have exciting Michelle fights.
3: Sean came from Waterson, 105. Yeah,
2: of course I'll watch it. Do I think that... Uh, they're going to need a star. Then you, get, then you got five, you got 105. You, but you know what? Maybe there's, maybe there's more girls at 105 than I think. I mean, Invicta seems to be pretty good at 105. Well,
3: that's because they're kind of the exclusive with the weight class. The worry I have for for one hundred and five is the same that thing that one hundred and fifteen went through. You know, the season of tough was cool. Carla came out and won yeah. the belt, and that was cool. But like, it didn't really take off till people saw Joanna like tearing people's faces off. Well, yeah, well, then, well, Carla you know, wasn't
2: exciting. Uh, uh, not an exciting fighter. I like an effective fighter. No, and exciting. that hurts
3: the division. Same as you know, the well, the, the flyweights for men.
2: What I, well, what I do think. Different than the Flyweight Tremendous, you have knockout guys at 125. You had yes. John Lineker, who was knocking the fuck out of people. Yeah. Even John Dotson. At 115, it seems there's more knockouts at 135 than at 115, I believe. I'd have to check the stats. Once again, I'm making shit out of my ass. I'm pretty okay. sure that
3: the 115 but, women's is very low on knockouts. And
2: I think the 105 will be even lower. Yeah, it, just, it does seem that power seems to travel the harder you are, the harder you hit. Not always, but... It does seem that, and with women fighting, a lot of the, the big issue that people have with women fighting a lot of times is there's not those knockouts. I don't have that problem. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch any fight. I no, I'll watch it. But, yeah, I mean, there are things that probably should be done before that. At the same time, fuck it. Why not? Um,
3: They're cutting pay-per-view down to four a year, supposedly, and everything else is going to be a fight night. And I guess that's good. And that's why they're adding this these weight classes to kind of there's gonna be so many more free cards. Great. And only four pay per views a year, which I'm actually okay with because sixty five now a pop plus tax, so seventy bucks a pop for the pay per view every month, it's a lot of money. Throwing sixty five dollars at the the Australia one that got butchered before it even happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's, it's hard to do, but as a fan, you know.
2: Here, well, here's what I don't understand uh, on a different note. Tomorrow night, there's a great Bellator card. Yes, there is. And nobody is talking about it. I didn't even know the card was happening until I got an email from Bellator today saying, Wayans are official. I mean, what is going on with Bellator? They're uh, focusing
3: on one thing. Who? What? The Heavyweight Grand Prix.
2: Which is that's such, all a, they care such about. a mistake. It is, but that's all they care about. I mean, you've got first of all tomorrow you got Michael Chandler is fighting uh Brandon Gertz. Gertz. Great fight. Gertz is a tough motherfucker and uh should have been
3: Primus rematch, but Primus got hurt. I
2: think I think Gertz is a way harder fight than Primus. Uh that even that that Primus w kind of got lucky that Chandler's leg just fell off in the middle of a fight. That was not the norm at all. Um uh, I I think Gertz is is a is a, a grittier I don't I haven't seen enough Of um, Premise to say that But Because he is undefeated But I'm just saying That Gertz is is No walk over Gertz is
3: the dude That fucking Pretty much walked Through Melvin Gallard In in I think What was his Bellator debut Or Like the second fight Of Gallard's Bellator run I mean Gertz is a tough Gritty dude It's just his chin Is not always there And he's very Injury prone as well
2: Yeah absolutely And then also Who else is on the card tomorrow?
3: You got A.J. McKee coming back, and he actually has a name to fight this time in Justin Lawrence. Ooh, wow. The American kid out of a lion, San Diego. Wow. You know, Jeremy Stevens' protege, Dominic Cruz' protege, always in the backs. You know, he was on that tough season. I think he was on Tough Live with Kiesa and them. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do well in the UFC. Nobody really heard from him since then. Has been making a little bit of runs, you know, here and there. And now... Finally gets a big-name opponent, and A.J. McKee kind of gets the same thing. I think this is a great striker's battle. And,
2: you know, A.J. McKee is looking unbeatable, and people that train with him just just say amazing things about him. I mean, people that train with him are like, whoa. And now they got Pico in that camp. Yeah. So I can't even imagine how much better McKee – and then, you know, McKee Sr. I like too – and, and you still that, got that, Joey
3: Davis there.
2: Joey Davis is Joey there. Joey Davis
3: is turning into a fucking monster.
2: Yeah, that whole uh, that that camp is turning into the a body shop. A body shop.
3: The t- they're calling it the Takeover 2018. Really? Yeah. They, they who's they, calling it that? AJ and t- they've got a T-shirt. They handed it to me as like a, a oh, fight cool. week from oh, nice. when Pico fought um, Shane. And, um, it says like the, ta- the, the body shop Bellator takeover 2018 and it lists all their guys that are in Bellator. That's pretty cool. It's, it's cool shirt, but nice. AJ is the, definitely the biggest mouth of the camp and, you know, the you know, think about
2: AJ McKee is a guy that people should be getting excited about and yes. I'm excited. You're excited. His dad's excited. But no one else is fucking excited about him, and I'm sorry, but that's no. that's the truth. And I'm not saying it to discredit AJ McKee. I'm saying no, that it has like, nothing to do with. It, to him. me, it's 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 the Bellator operation. It's the whole machine. It's what is going on. You got all these guys like the like the Caldwell's and the McKees, undefeated guys. Even that James, whatever the fuck his name is, that kid from Ireland, oh, uh, James Gallagher, James Gallagher. You got a, Ed Ruth.
3: You got a bunch of guys. What about the
2: fact that nobody could
3: watch Ben Henderson versus Roger Huerta last week? Regardless of they're both mean? like a hundred. It was like delayed and it was out of Italy or it was out hungry. Of
1: some, you could
3: not yeah, watch uh, it. I it was, I I thought I think it was like a, de- a day delayed or a de- something like that. Regardless of whether the fact that people think, oh, they're older over the hill, Roger Werta and Ben Anderson, yeah. those are two of the biggest names in the lightweight history. Yeah. Who, why can't else, we watch this? Who else is on the card? Uh, Kimbo, Kimbo Jr.
2: I, I'm not sold on him. I'm sorry. I, He's I, fighting
3: I, the guy that just beat Conry Gracie, Devin Brock. So this is going to be a major step up in All right, I got Devin Brock. Devin Brock. And I
2: like Kimbo Jr., But uh, and I heard he hits hard. But I don't know, man. I, you know, if it, if it, if it wasn't Kimbo's son, we, we wouldn't be talking about him. But who knows? It's it's a very it's a uh, it's a low. That first fight he quit. Car. He quit the first fight. I saw him. I gave him, I gave him a chance. The first the one fight where I saw,
3: he got submitted. I yeah, think, but he, he gave that? up.
2: He gassed out. He gave up, and I was like, "Come on, man!" But the second fight he looked good. He looked good the second fight. So who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying that, like, uh, you know.
3: There's a couple of just random names on the prelims. Who? But,
2: um No, some good. Uh, Josh Sampo's on the prelims. Jo-
3: no, Josh Sampo's on it. Rebecca Roos on it. Derek Anderson, my boy. Mm. He's on there. He's on the prelims. Yeah, and and it's funny. The name that I was didn't saying. Did he
2: fight for a title
4: recently, Anderson? Derek
3: Anderson. Yeah, yeah. No, he. I think it was like a year or two ago. He fought uh Sada Wad fight of the, what we oh, thought was yeah. fight of the night at the Forum. Yeah. That shit was. They beat the hell out of each other. It was awesome. Who who got the win? I don't remember. It was close. It was like a split. Um, No, Adam Sella is on. the Adam Sella,
2: the guy that got knocked out by Uriah Hall. That's that's like in one of the worst knockouts ever. You can't be typecasted
3: in MMA, but like, fuck, nobody will ever remember him for like any any of his achievements or any. It'll always be. See this is this is also this is on the
2: Bellator prelims, right? Which. You could actually watch for free on the, on the Bellator app, okay, which nobody knows about. I didn't know about it until I accidentally downloaded it. Um, and so, number one, these guys like Josh Sampo, Derek Anderson, Adam Sam- Adam Sella could really all be on an undercard of a Bellator UFC, I don't know, Bellator, uh, Oklahoma, that fucking... Oh, the Thacker... Own, not Thacker, Thackerville. Or something or where you can Uncasville, see these guys. Connecticut. I or, instead, they put that girl who I get is hot. That, oh, and,
3: Anastasia uh, No, not her.
2: Well, The other Alina? one. The other one they put on. No, recently. They put the boxer girl on. Who? Uh, that oh, was, Heather Hardy. Yeah, that was like... Uh, didn't know how to defend. I mean... She just wears that little, like, tight... Little I get it. Cittad I get Wayans, it. But come that's on. that's like... I, I I don't know I, I, Adam. I probably, I agree re- probably with you. would rather watch her than Adam Sella to be honest. But okay, fine. But, I, but then again,
3: the, on the same token of everything you're talking about right now, the following week's Bellator, other than Fedor and Mir, that they're pumping to the moon. Yeah. The rest of that card is guys that most people don't Let know. Let me see that card. I'll read the rest of the main right. card. There's Emmanuel two San names on dope. there that people know. San
2: Cecilia, that's a good fight. That's a good John fight. John Salter's doing really good against Javier Lovato. Neiman Gracie. Uh, I guess he's a a Gracie. I assume so. And Dylan Dennis, everyone's going to watch. Dylan Dennis, everybody's going to watch. So your your point there isn't great.
3: Uh... No, no, no. no, I'm not not saying that. I'm saying they're not promoting the rest of the card. Nobody knows about it. Everybody knows Fedor and Mir. Nobody knows there's
2: four or five fights under it that are going to be good fights. Here's the problem when you have like, and it's not just Bellator, it's the UFC too. The problem is when you have stats people, right? You have people that come into a company and they look at numbers. They look at numbers of like, oh well, you know, Fedor did six million buys, and 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 this one did ten million buys, and you know, Mir was in the the top three UFC grossing heavyweight fights of all time, and they're looking at me, you know, Mir versus Brock, and but they don't looking at like looking at they're not looking at times, they're just looking at numbers.
3: It could have been so Brock they go, oh okay,
2: weird. well we'll put that on us because because Mir Brock did, but it's like you have to. Have some people and some people in at Bellator. I, I've worked with a lot of those guys too, and a lot of those guys who I've worked with love the sport. And they're, they're big fans, and they, and I'm not saying them, but there is a problem. Also, when you have with the UFC, when you have people like WME, when that purchase goes, they go, oh well, CM Punk's going to sell a fucking twenty million, you know, or you know, in wrestling he did these numbers, or or this guy did th- that number, or let's put Bisbing versus uh, GSP because, but they're not looking at like. They're not coming at it from a fan and from a person who knows the sport. Person who knows the sport knows also that, yes, you might not make do amazing numbers if you're pumping out AJ McKee and Darian Caldwell and James Gallagher and that Sanchez on a card, but you're building something and they're gonna see great fights. So the next time, and the next time, now you got stars, okay? But when you try to import stars already, and you start to go, okay, and other people sort of left leftovers, but like, hey, okay, well, you know, this guy's 0-4 in the UFC, and then all of a sudden, they just put up Roger Huerta as the main card. You're not building, you have to build from the ground up. You don't build from the top down. And, uh, you know, it's sort of being short-sighted. Granted. So I was trying to pay a fighter $500. What?
3: So I was trying to pay a fighter like $250 or $500. Fighters. Oh, on,
2: on the undercard? Yeah. Yeah, it's all kinds of shit. I mean, I, but I get it. Look, I'm not running the company. And if I was, I probably wouldn't be good at it because I would just put on my friends uh, and stuff like that. But I don't know. Maybe I would. I, I don't know. I,
3: either way, their promotion is not based around a full card. But the UFC like,
2: did the same shit. Like, like I knew when I watched that kid last week in the UFC, the kid that had that great fight, Kyle versus, uh, Kyle
3: Botniak and, uh, Zabit
2: Magomed yeah. First time I saw Zabit, I go, this guy's a star. And I, yeah. told him to, I said it five or six times. I go, this dude right here is going to be tremendous. He's the weirdest looking dude ever. Well, yeah, he yeah, looks like he's... Little Dicky. I call him the Little Daggy, right? So he was the first card on the prelims, on the UFC prelims that night, before McGregor came in and started throwing shit, okay? So that, to me, is like, no, 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 no. You got, now that he was... All that happened, everyone sees this guy. People are now was a beat fucking hardcore fan. Like, holy fuck, this guy. This guy's going to be huge. And I feel like in a way, that's what you got to do. You got to be able to see that and go, okay, this is who we want to put in front of people. Yeah, this guy's 13 and one. He's a national champion wrestler. He's got amazing boxing. He's got great sambo. He trains with Khabib. He's won his last 10 fights in a row. The way he's throwing people around is insane. Let's put him, let's give him a shot. Okay, uh, and not have to put whatever. So anyway, well, that's uh, what they're
3: doing with that Israel Adesanya dude. Yeah, that's smart. Wasn't, wasn't main carded, puts on a fucking beatdown of a dude, and now they're rushing him to main card on the event on a free Fox good, card. Good.
2: I mean, there's exactly. a chance a chance it might blow up in your face. We've seen it happen with some of like yeah, like, like like that guy from England with the uh, uh, the black guy from England with the mohawk. That does all those flashy. And Mark
3: Jacasey.
2: Yeah, and then all of a sudden they put him against a wrestler, against Dracar Close, and Dracar just beats, you, know, you
3: know on Daniel Hooker. Yeah, and,
2: yeah. I mean, it could, it could blow up in your face, but if it doesn't, you know, then you know, all of a sudden you're making a star. Now, I got to say, since you have five Conor McGregor tattoos, six, six, and what, what's your thoughts? I stayed, on, if you noticed, I stayed off Twitter you know, what are for the your, entire what are your, weekend. What are your thoughts about this? this guy?
3: I mean, it's not a good look
2: oh really wow that's, <laughs> uh, are you sure you wanna say put that out there go on you'd be, you'd be you, go on
3: you like ask me a question I'm getting ready to answer the I, whole I, thing I, and then I, you're I, like whoa you're lost oh wow um no it's most people are like are you still a diehard are you gonna you know it's fucked up what he did it was stupid he also misinformation kind of fucked things up um well, what misinformation? That he didn't know that everybody was on the bus instead of just Khabib and the he team? He thought Khabib had his own bus? I don't know what he thought. I didn't right. ask him. Okay, I haven't called on. him. All right. He's not uh, answering How do you know he calls. didn't know everyone was on the bus? I, it didn't seem like he knew. Oh, that, so
2: you're just saying he didn't know.
3: No, it seemed that way and from the interviews and whatever that he was just looking for Khabib. What interview? But the other problem is, well, they interviewed, you know, Artem and... Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Connor no, not, got arrested, okay? Right, go yeah, That's... Yeah. It sucks um is his career over i don't think so dana was super pissed the day of next day not as pissed um are you not,
2: going to get a tattoo of one no of those, uh, not
3: not the best publicity for him for his name his brand or the ufc but what was he throwing again what are those called? it was a dolly are you are, a you are you gonna get a dolly
2: tattoo on you no why not
3: because i'm not well, Have um, you thought about it no oh. Right. My favorite part of the whole thing was Nate Diaz's response on Twitter. Oh, he stuck up for him. He stuck up for Conor. Yeah, yeah. But he was kind of right. No, he was. You not punked right. fucking Artem when nobody was there to fucking defend him. him. First of all, you're right. I heard he slapped
2: him in the face. He didn't slap him. He kind of like gave him a little bit. He didn't slap him. It wasn't like a slap. And I at the thought same I time, saw in the
3: video he put his hand like kind of put his at hand the same on his time.
2: And, you know, yeah, he was wrong, but that's not how you react to it. And if you really wanted to fight Khabib. There are other ways to fight Khabib, like in an no, octagon, or I mean, there's not cameras. Or he made it all about him, and not about it. Got our time thrown off the card, and you know, uh,
3: there's got a lot of fucking changes that yeah, screwed up all, that card. I mean, card.
2: like fuck. So, so you're against? Have you, have you have you wrote a letter to him, and like or email to Connor no, saying that you're disappointed in his behavior? Uh, no. All right. Well, I'm just saying, maybe you know, maybe he wants to hear from you. I mean. So, <laughs>
3: Look, I'm not condoning any of his actions, but I've done some pretty fucked up things in my life close to what he did. No, you so. did not. Yes. What 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 have you done? Uh, bats to glass windows while people are still sitting in the car.
1: Oh, come on. Let's when, when let's, was let's
3: not let's not get into my like well, post high it, school rebellion. I'm not bringing up. up instances, I'm just saying, you know, like yeah, he made a really really bad fucking decision, but like I've been there, you know, we've all done You've really stupid... You've not been there. Sh- we've You've all done really... stupid. never walked
2: st- into a UFC event with an entourage of 20 well, fucking people... Well, no, Irish I don't have the plane to get me have to there. Play ...after a private jet. You've not been there.
3: I've not been in that exact position, but uh, we've all done a rebellious and we, shitty all things. all those stupid things, everything. Fucking illegal things that, you know, he just did it in front of a shit ton of people that I could see know. it.
2: <laughs> uh, he, he's lost me as a fan. You were lo- never a fan. I'm a fan. Well, you were a fan when he wasn't fighting Nate or no, Eddie. No, or I I was, I'm a fan of the way he fights, and I'll always be a fan of the way he fights. But as a, as a human being, I, I think he just needs he's, he needs a wake-up call.
3: Well, he's the same as John Jones. It's a young kid who had nothing. Oh, stop. Comes up as There are great. a lot of young
2: kids that have nothing that do great things. No, no, no I'm not saying that. I'm just
3: saying, because this is apples to apples, because Jones is in the UFC. Jones has done this shit just worse. I'll take a dolly into a fucking bus window over hitting a pregnant woman. Yeah, and, and I'll do a...
2: that over a fucking war machine. But what are we? What, no, of course qu- not. Are we just, I mean, no, I'm not like generalizing. No, I'm like... not.
3: But this is like the John Jones trail. He's poor. He's young. He gets a shit ton of money. He thinks he's invincible.
2: There are a lot of people who are poor and get money. I, I'm
3: saying he's not invincible. It's the same agreement I've given you about John
2: Jones. Uh, I'm a fan of his fighting. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you're making excuses for the guy. No, it doesn't. Because yeah, does. I'm not. So we're calling Michael Bisbing, one of the best fighters alive. I'll stay out of this Great conversation. Great guy. Good dude. Hello. Hello, Michael Bisbing.
1: Hey, what's up, Adam?
2: How you doing, man?
1: I'm in bed. Very, very tired. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, man. No, you, you no, nah, nah, you're good. You're good, buddy. You're good. I totally forgot about this. But uh, yeah, man. Thanks, you sent me a text.
2: Oh, uh, no, no problem, man. You, you have a uh, tough practice today or something? or? Say again? Did you have a tough practice
1: today? A tough workout? No, 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 no. I'm actually uh, in uh, Glendale, Arizona. Are, are we on the podcast? Are we live?
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're not live. You're allowed to curse. Do, yeah, do yeah, it whatever are. you want. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, man. Sure, yeah, yeah. Fire away. Uh, Yeah, no, no. I'm in uh, Glendale, Arizona. Flew out here last night to the fight. So we were doing uh, like some kind of skit, if you will, for uh, Fox Sports. We were out on a ranch this morning riding some horses and stuff like that
2: oh nice man that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah,
1: pretty cool pretty cool
2: who do you think's gonna win that fight gaethje or poirier uh i
1: mean i'm a fan of both guys you know it's a pretty pretty amazing fight but i'm gonna go with justin poirier i think i think if uh he utilizes some movement then uh you know he, he can win that fight uh Gage is pretty static. You know, he likes to stand there and, and just brawl people, which is awesome. It's fantastic to watch. But I think Poirier, if he if he smarts, if he fights a smart fight and utilizes a lot of movement, he can win it. But you never know. Maybe he'll just stand there toe-to-toe, which isn't the smartest thing. So, so we'll see. I don't know. Jesus Christ. What do I know?
2: <laughs> well, you know a lot, man. I, I, I enjoy watching you. Um, Now, do you—now, I— I heard that you still want to fight again, but then do you still want to fight again? If so, who are some of your potential opponents?
1: You know what? To be honest, I actually have no idea if I want to fight yet. I honestly don't. I mean, obviously, I love fighting. And I'd love to do it again. But, you know, I, I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve. So I'm I'm still trying to make my mind up if I want to do it. I mean, you know, I had a long career. I've had a lot of fights. I've won the belt. I've, you know, traveled all over the world doing it. So I'm, you know... I put a bit of money away for kids, so I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve, you know, and, and I feel like, uh, you know, I've done enough fighting in my life, one more would be nice, but uh, as I say, I honestly don't know if I want to do it or not, I'm focusing on a lot of other things outside the Oxcom right now, so uh, so we'll, we'll see Adam, to be honest, and that's not me trying to, try to uh, not give you an answer, I honestly just don't know, you know. Yeah,
2: you know, I don't say. I was thinking about that. I'm like, what more do you have to prove? You, I mean, you have nothing to prove.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking to prove anything anywhere. I was never trying to prove anything. I was just always trying to take care of my family and look after my children. You know, and give them the best life I could. That, that's what I was always trying to do. And you know, we're in a pretty good place these days. And uh, you know, I've got a few projects going on outside of the octagon. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love MMA. I love training. I love. Comp- you know, I love learning and doing martial arts, but you know, at some point you've got to step away and do something else. So, uh, so yeah, so that's sort of. But I might have one more. We'll see. I've got a few acting projects lined up. If uh, if they will come off, then I'll be good. If not, and I've got some time, then fuck it, I'll do one more.
2: Yeah, now a lot of people were saying Nick Diaz is the fight. You versus Nick Diaz.
1: Huh. Yeah, I mean Nick Diaz is awesome. So I mean that that, that would be great. But uh, if I do fight, I'm probably going to fight two or five. So, uh, yeah, making 185 is, for me, it's been hard, my entire career. So, uh, yeah, if I do find one more time, because obviously I'm not trying to be the champion again or anything like that. So I will find it 205. So if Nick Diaz... I think they supposed to come up to 205, <laughs> it's great. That's you know? a big but, uh, yeah. I doubt it because he's at
2: 170 normally, you know? Yeah, no, no. Um, the last fight with Kelvin, I didn't see... I had you beating GSP and I had you beating Kelvin. I was like, this is... Did Kelvin... Did, do you think it was just too too much, too soon, too quick? And it was one of those things... Sometimes like if I like offend somebody on stage, I'm like, oh, let me just try to make up for it by doing something really less offensive. And it's actually more offensive in some ways. Was it, oh, yeah. was, it yeah. one the, was it one of those things where you're just Wait. like, you felt bad about the GSP? You're like, I have to get back in there as soon as possible?
1: Well, on the, on the GSP fight in the training camp, sorry, because I am half asleep here. So yeah. my apologies. I'm not my best, uh, most, uh, what's it called, you know, entertaining self. No, but, you're uh, great. No, I love the this. The GSP fight, I had an amazing training camp. And um, the final day, right before I flew out to New York... I got taken down and I tore cartilage in my ribs. Uh, so when I was in New York, I was getting treatment on that every day. I, I, I couldn't move. And people were like, oh, you were really stiff. You look really stiff in that fight. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's because I couldn't move. You know, I tore my ribs, but I, I, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't going to pull out. There'd been so much hype to for the fight. I couldn't pull out at the last minute. So, uh, you know, that one didn't go to plan. And then, you know, whatever. I thought, fuck it. You know, Anderson obviously tested positive again. We needed an opponent. I was pretty confident I could beat him. I I know I could beat him, you know. But no disrespect, you know. He got me. Fair play to him. Well done. Uh, It is what it is, you know. You know, you you win something, you lose something.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you've won a lot more than you've lost. Though the fight against Rockhold, it seems like you guys, do you honestly don't like him, or is it more of a show?
1: You know, to be honest, listen, the guy's a bit of an idiot, but I I, I don't hold any grudges against anybody, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make enemies in this life, and Luke, you know, I'm sure he's a decent enough guy, you know, obviously when you're the same weight class, and, uh, you know, y- y- your job is that as a fire, you're going to talk a bit of shit, we're competitors. I'm sure if I met him under any other circumstance, I'm sure he's okay, Daniel Cormier thinks the world of him, so uh, DC's a pretty good guy, so... If DC likes him, I guess that says a lot about his character, but come on. You can't help but look at those Instagram stories and think, What a dickhead <laughs> 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 I he's he's
2: a little he's very full of himself, but he backs it up. I mean the guy the guy's a winner at life, so it's like I don't mind guys. Oh
1: yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't stop him being a fucking douchebag, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Now there is there he has that like uh he's he's probably the most confident guy that I've ever I've ever met, but but he's but, he, but he's a, but he's a world champion, you know? So it's like if a guy's that cocky He was, a,
1: he, was he he was a world champion until he got knocked out. So, uh, but aren't you? But, yeah, but so once nice you it.
2: become a world champion, in some ways, you're always kind of the world champion. Like, like, yeah, you, no, I know, I
1: know. I'm messing with it. Yeah, yeah, listen, I wish you the best. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just having a laugh.
2: Of course, of course. Now, um, now with uh, McGregor, right? Obviously, I, we've heard your thoughts on McGregor. What would you do if you were Dana White right now, as far as McGregor?
1: You know, I mean, what can you do at the end of the day? I mean, Pub going to get, you know going to have some lawsuits on his hands. And obviously, he's got these criminal charges to deal with. So, you know, he's got to pay the piper in that respect. Dana's his hands are tied to a certain degree. You know I mean? He's the biggest star in the company. one of the biggest stars in the world. You're not going to fire him. You're not going to cut him. But they're, they're only putting themselves. So, it is what it is. If I'm Dana White, I made the Khabib fight. Simple as that. I say, listen, you have to fight Khabib next. You know, and, and that, that would be the price to pay.
2: Now, who do you think wins that fight?
1: I don't know. I would have said Khabib all day. But after that last fight, I don't know. I mean, round three, four, five, I quit was able to stop the takedowns. You know, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd lean towards Khabib for sure with the wrestling, you know. But you never know. I mean, Connor is fearless on the feet and he's very, very good and he hits hard. So you never know. But there's a reason why that guy's 26 and all.
2: But the thing about Khabib, right, so you watch him. He has his chin up straight high in the air. Isn't anybody in his camp, he's got great coaches, telling him tuck your chin? Like, why does he have his chin straight up in the air?
1: That fuck knows, you'd have to ask him. Because <laughs> he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler that does MMA. So, you know, to learn how to box. Just like, you know, I'm a striker and I've learned how to do a little bit of wrestling. I'm sure I've made plenty of mistakes when I'm wrestling, you know, but I get the job done. And maybe he's making some mistakes as a striker, but still he gets the job done. You know, I mean, he was effective. You know, you don't have to be the best striker to be effective. I mean, Dad Henderson, his striking is fucking dog shit, but he's certainly effective. You yeah. know what I mean? He can swing. If he connects with that right hand, you fucked. Um, you know, so yeah, see he could do with just tucking uh, his chin in a little bit. But twenty six and all, twenty six and all. If you don't if, if broke, don't fix it. I guess.
2: Right, right, no, that's that's it. Or you have too many yes men, that, which sometimes could be a problem.
1: Yeah, no, no, but but everyone's trying to get better. I don't think he's surrounded by yes men. You know, he's listen, he he's not a striker, so when you make somebody do something they're not used to, That they, they, they you know, I mean he looks pretty comfortable everywhere. Anyway, but yeah, you, know, you can see he's not a world class striker, but still, you know, he's he, he's still actually outstruck, uh I I equate to so uh you know, he's a work in progress. He's still a pretty young guy as well, so, you yeah. know, at, at the end of the day, he's a grappler first, a striker second.
2: By the way, your kid, uh, congrats on your kid. Did he, did he place in the, uh, in the uh, States, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he came out. He just placed.
2: That's, a, I mean, eighth in California. Now, did he have a kind of a, uh, a mark on him because he was Bisbing's son?
1: I don't know about that, to be honest. I I I think in some of the other tournaments leading up to it, you know, uh, Masters and stuff like that, and CIS, uh, he kind of did, yeah. Some of the referees were kind of being dicks, if I'm honest, and he always makes you wonder, Does is that because he's my son? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the referee was kind of being an asshole at one time. But, no, listen... He he he's his own person. He's a he's a great young man. I'm very very proud of him. He's doing his own thing. Uh, he's a great wrestler. He's a good student, you know. But uh, yeah yeah, I mean, he's just doing his own thing. You know. He's
2: tough. He doesn't look like he doesn't have the wrestler natural body too. His oldest son, right? His uh, oldest Callum, like he's just, yeah. I watched the video. But he's a grinder, he's a huh? it has got nothing to
3: do with Bisping last name. This kid is a beast. No, but this is, kid's
1: really good. And then also, uh, isn't uh Muno, yeah. is
2: is isn't Mark's kid uh, Muno's kid really good too?
1: Oh, yeah, no, he's amazing. He's incredible. Yeah, I think he came second at state, I think. I'm not sure. He might have won. Yeah, but you know, this kid is an absolute tricky beast. So Callum. so's my kid, you know. Hopefully next year he's going to get the first place, you know. That's he, awesome. He's going off to a wrestling camp soon. So, yeah, no, he, he loves it. He's absolutely obsessed with wrestling.
2: And now, now coming from an MMA background, from, coming from England, who, which doesn't have wrestling, do you, do you come over and look at that? And you're like, oh, shit, I wish we would have had this in, in our public schools?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, once I started, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not on the team or anything like that, but but I I see what they do. I see the, the level of dedication and the practice that these young men put in. And the coaches, the coaches are incredible. You know, I take my hat off to all of them. They give up their own free time. And he really molded these men into fire, sorry, these young men into men, you know like he said the coaches have had such a positive impact on my son they really helped him mature into a man you know and i can 't thank those enough and, and it 's just such great life lessons, you know so it, it, it really is incredible. And I wish we did have wrestling in england, but uh, but we don 't but I guess the good side of that is that we, we, we uh We have a shitty wrestling team, so because of that, (laughs) Callum, hopefully, is going to represent England at the Olympics. Oh, that'll be amazing! uh, That's Yeah, yeah, that's the plot. That's what we're working on.
2: That's awesome! Hell yeah! That that that's so (laughs) wow! I didn't even think about that. Wow, that'd be awesome! Yeah,
1: exactly, because we. Because we're so shit, <laughs> Callum should have a good place to get in on the Olympic team.
2: Well, also because he's good. You don't want to just say because we're shitty, but oh, I. But, no, no, I hear, no, no, no. but I hear. But I hear you now. I mean, this
1: place to stay as a junior, and next year you're gonna win the whole goddamn thing. Uh, you know, so no, he's amazing. He's very, very, very good. You know, so I'm saying, but because of that, I mean, yeah. like, would he make the US Olympic team? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's insane to think of that. You know, you, you, you'd you sound like you'd totally run away with yourself. But the, the UK team, you know, the f- facts are, it's not that good. We don't wrestle. We don't have a wrestling pro. Yeah. The, the practice, the the level of competition is there. So yeah, I mean, there's a possibility. That's I mean, you you
2: raise there. an Olympian. How fucking cool is that? Look at that Olympic dad. Oh,
1: there you go. There you go. You never know. Or or, or he uh, develops a big drinking habit as a junior and stops wrestling <laughs> altogether. So. Oh, he, oh, the we'll kid. See.
2: Wait, he he, he, <laughs> he, he he he's only a sophomore. Your son.
1: No, he's a junior.
2: He's a junior. Oh, so next year he's gonna be a senior. Okay, got it. Now um now DC versus Steep. Who do you uh, like in this fight?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's a tough fight. I mean, if you look at Stipe, uh, you know, he's knocked out a lot of good heavyweights. If he knocks out heavyweights, he could knock out Daniel Cormier. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, DC, it, listen, both of these guys are going to make a ton of money. And I think it's going to be an amazing fight, you know. So I think you've got to favour Stipe, if I'm honest. I mean, best of luck to Daniel. And he, with his style, his, his forward pressure, you know, and of, of course his wrestling backgrounds. He's definitely got a really, really good chance. But I, I feel like it would be disrespectful to Stipe to say that Stipe also, you know, he, he, I'd put my money on Stipe, let's just say that. But uh, it, it's, it's going to be a close fight.
2: Has any fighter ever gotten mad at you for not picking him?
1: Oh, it happens all the time. You know, at the end of the day, I, I work on TV and you've got to make a prediction. That's our job, you know. So, uh Wrong, you know, I mean, sometimes I've had a couple of people, you know, talk a bit of shit. I can't remember who, but uh it is a difficult position because sometimes, like when I'm warming up for a fight and then they play the pre fight show, it's it's on the TV in the locker rooms, and then you see them talking about your fight, and then you see them pick a gaze here. You're like, Holy shit! and it kind of injects a bit of negative energy into the room. So I don't like to do that because I don't want to send neg- negative energy to any fighters you know, while they're about to go out there we're sitting here at a desk in Los Angeles, right. you know, with a nice suit on and talking shit about their performances, you know, so you've got to be respectful, but at the end of the day, as I say, we are there to make predictions.
2: Yeah, of course. Now, Kobe Covington's going to... He's, he's calling in a little bit. Now, Kobe went from being kind of a known... Not a no-name guy. People weren't really talking about him. He was, you know, a, kind of a fringe top-ten guy. Then he sort of adapted this whole kind of Chael Sonnen, Donald Trump... Uh, mixed in with Connor, mixed in with, I don't know, yeah. Persona. Uh, hey, Baroni. Bar- I mean, you name him. And now people are talking about him, but not necessarily in a good way. But what what are your thoughts about him?
1: Yeah, listen. I mean, Jesus Christ. If I said things I regret over the past post, I have. Yeah, I've said some I regret today. But. Um, He's a fucking idiot. Let's be honest. Come on, man. Come on. Look at him. He's a fucking uh, embarrassment to himself. You see him at that press conference last week with that terrible suit on. Looked like some fucking pimp from the 80s. You know what I mean? He, he, he's terrible, man. He's terrible. He just, he just needs to stop trying so hard. Stop, you know, stop trying to be a dick. Obviously, being a dick comes naturally for him. So why are he trying so fucking hard?
2: Right, I mean, but it has gotten him though, like where he is, and right. I mean, it seems like a lot of these.
1: Uh, no, I mean, wh- where has he got? Where has he got? He hasn't got anywhere yet. You know what I mean? He's had a couple of fights. He, he beat Damien Mayer, I think. Was it my Yeah, uh, Damien Mayer. Talked a ton of shit. Then he fucking got a boomerang chucked out his head off from Richard own and then went running to the police like a little baby. You know what I mean? That was yeah, ridiculous. He hasn't got anywhere yet. You know, he's he's sitting under press conference and talking shit. He's trying so hard to be like Conor McGregor. It's it's you know, listen. I don't want to sit here and talk shit, but uh, you asked me the question.
2: No, well, what I don't like about, I mean, look, I, I've known Colby, what I don't like about Colby is when you go, Brazilians, you're a bunch of filthy animals, you're a shithole. Then, then you're insulting people for no reason. It's one thing to insult the person you're fighting, right? Like, you're an idiot, you're an asshole, fuck you. I don't like you as a person. When you, when you start getting into, like, race and gender, then it's just like, come on, man.
1: What's yeah, the- no, absolutely, 100%. You know, if you're fighting someone at the end of the day, a few words, doesn't matter if it makes the fight interesting, if it helps you get through your day, if it motivates you in training camp, All oh God, if it generates hype in the fight, even better, you know? But uh, when you're just saying things for the sake of it, to be a dick, you know, it's like, come on, man. And as you say, you can't, you can't bring people's families race, religions, countries, all that into it. It's, it. it's just, you know, there's no need for it. And Jesus Christ, that's coming from me, you know. So I, I've said plenty of dumb shit over the years, but I don't think I've ever attacked people just for the sake of attacking them, you know what I mean? Right. Generally, what happens is you're going to fight someone, they do an interview said they think they're going to beat you, so you take offense to that, so you say something back, and the next minute it deteriorates and you're in the gutter talking shit. But, uh, yeah, whatever, man. You know, good luck to him.
2: yeah. No, uh, I saw you in the uh, the movie with Vin Diesel. You did you did great, by the way. Triple X. Triple X. Do you have an acting coach? Do you get nervous? Because like you know you're not a trained actor as opposed to these other guys. Like, was it hard? Do you feel like you're kind of the new kid on the block?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I have an acting coach, and I've, I've worked at this for a long time now. I started acting in 2009, and I've got a great agent. You know, career-wise, everything's going really well. Got a couple of other big projects coming up. We're doing another Triple X in January. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, of course I'm not a trained actor, far from it. So, uh, definitely some car crashes. Wait, like I, I do a lot of auditions these days and, you know, when I first started auditioning, Jesus Christ, man, they were terrible. They were so bad, so bad. But, you know, fortunately over the years I've learned, you know, trial and error, I guess. Uh, you know, eventually I, I did some acting classes, signed up to some group classes in LA and, now I have a private code, so yeah, you know. I thought you were great, honestly. Like I thought he was awesome. Th- you got to work at it, you
2: know what I mean? Dude, I watched it on an airplane, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, first of all, if like, I didn't. Triple X Three on an airplane? Yeah, yeah. No, you got to watch it again without all the. sense But I was like, you know what, man? Like, you fit right in. You actually stood out as like one of the better actors on that, and and, and you, you 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 killed it, man! You absolutely killed it.
1: Thank you very much, Ed. Yeah, you know, I do really enjoy it. I mean, I was just down in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. I just filmed an episode of MacGyver. Uh, you know, so, so I, I'm keeping pretty busy, and my agent's doing a great job. You know, so we've got big plans, but it's like anything—you've got to work at it. But I do really enjoy it. I remember the first time I did a movie. It was 2009. It was an MMA movie called Beatdown, and uh, I was like one of the fucking leads in it. I've never acted a day in my life. I was terrified, uh, but. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it, and then I got good feedback from the director and stuff. He, you know, thought I had a future and whatnot. So I got myself an agent, and it just kind of went from there. You know, but I do really, really enjoy it. Of course, I've done martial arts since I was eight years old, so I like to do all the action stuff. It's fun, choreographing fight scenes and then carrying them out, doing them on camera and then actually acting as well. It's a lot of fun. I never thought I'd hear myself saying that. Uh-huh. But I do, I, I am quite passionate about it. He had a,
3: he had a line in X 3 that basically sums up his entire fighting career, and I love it. I'll like, never forget this. Um... I think it was like near the end of the movie and he goes, you know me, wind me up and point me in the right direction. And I think like,
1: oh, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. like
3: his whole career. It's just like, wind him up. Th- here you go. This is who you're fighting. You got eight weeks to promote. And then he just goes out there and fucking win or lose, just kills the guy. Like, Yeah, absolutely. I love it.
1: And, and, and that's actually pretty good. Yeah, you're right. I guess that is kind, kind of my career. Yeah. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so what's the podcast you have?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do believe you, me. And generally, when I'm doing it, I'm a little more energetic than I am now. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've just come home, i super tired. So I'm here in uh, Arizona by myself, and everyone's out by the pool and all this. I'm fucking led in my bedroom. You're an in old man, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like a six-year-old man. You know what I mean? Like a retired old man. But I just thought, I'm a little nap. You know what I mean? So, I love most it. Most people are out partying or doing whatever. I'm in my bedroom. But yeah, so I do uh, a podcast called Believe You Me. and That's with Luis J. Gomez. And, you know, you get that on iTunes, all the usual suspects, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, of course it's MMA driven, but we talk about whatever. Louis is a stand up comedian from New York. Absolutely hilarious. You know him, man. Yeah, he's, he's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, between hilarious. The we, we have a good laugh, man. So, if. Uh, your listeners want a good laugh check it out believe you me
2: I got to say man when you came to my show I was so honored and then at the end we hung out me you it was my wife your wife and I was yeah. putting I was putting away chairs and you were helping me put away chairs in this little dive bar and I'm like and you were the champion of the world helping me put away chairs at the bar and I'm like it's little things like that that really I was like holy shit like a lot of a lot of guys athletes out there would not you're just like, fuck it. You're like, help me move tables. I'm like, that meant a lot to me, man. That really meant a lot. Well, well, thank
1: you. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. Listen, at the end of the day, you know, people have got to, yeah, a a lot of people get carried away with themselves, you know what I mean? We fight in the UFC, we fucking step into a cage and we punch each other in the face. You know, I don't don't know why people let them, you know, they let it get to the head. They think they get ideas about the station. We're just human beings. We're just people, and we fucking get punched in the face. We're not. We're not rocket scientists. I was at that airport last night, speaking to a woman that's a rocket scientist at NASA. Now, there's someone that should be fucking proud of themselves. You know what I mean? We just we're, we're fucking knuckleheads. You know what I mean? It's great, and people enjoy it, and this and that. But let's 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 just keep it in perspective and remember what it is what we do. You know, winning a belt. Yeah, I mean that's cool. That's great. It's awesome. But it doesn't change who you are as a human being. Or as a person, you know, so I know, I know a lot of people will probably hear me talking like this and think, fucking hell, this is the Michael Bishon that we know. But the Michael Bishon that you probably do know is when I'm on a fight, I've got an opponent coming up, you know. At the end of the day, we're just, you know, yeah, I see, I see some people in the UFC, I'm not going to say any names, but they let it go way to the head, man. And they, and they think the shit don't stink, which is ridiculous.
2: Well, th- thanks, man. Th- thanks for coming on the podcast. Keep up the great work, and uh, and take care. Bye. Yeah,
1: any time. No, my apologies. As I say, I'm half asleep here. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think someone's drunk my drink or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, Adam, keep up the good work. You're absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, that night at the Dime Bar, you were, uh, you know, fantastic, man, always. So, uh, uh, yeah. No, a- any time, Adam, as I say... Uh, Give me a call some other time. We'll do it again when I'm a little more upbeat and energetic. Uh, I'm going to take a little nap now. Nice talking to you. Keep up the good work.
2: You too. Take care, brother. All right. That was Michael Bisbing. Fucking guy's a savage hero. Great dude. Great, great dude. Yeah, man. So, uh, I mean, how how fucking cool is Michael Bisbing on our podcast? It's, It's badass
3: these these are these are some of the the bigger names that come on and that really show that we're not just this like grassroots like four well, we're both okay, okay? we we're, we're both but, but I, I, we know. cater to all levels yeah, all and levels. all all uh, listeners fans whatever uh, it's just fun like and it's not it's not the same bullshit of like you know when do you think you're going to come back to fighting and how do you feel about this It's like just random shit, you know, talk about the movie talk with him, whatever. That's what makes that's what separates MMA roster from everybody else. Yes, we're an MMA podcast, but we have fun. Yeah. You know, you ask questions that have literally absolutely nothing to do with MMA, but it's just like, you know what? All of their lives is not twenty four seven
2: MMA and sometimes, you know, it's fun to find out about other shit that goes on 1000%. It's funny that, that like the refs are being dicks cuz they're not Bisbing fans. Uh, and, and his high school wrestling. That's on his kids wrestling coaches. That's hilarious. Dude,
3: his kid though. I've seen the videos and, and yeah, he's a monster. some
2: of the stuff. Yeah. That kid is a, And he's a super sweet kid. Like, yeah, uh, he seems that he's way. a polite like young man that like does not like
3: He's he, he's the type of guy that they'll see like He'll be in a club or like walking down the street, and somebody will try to fuck with him because of how he looks oh, and not know about who it. he is. Yeah, and then he'll just kick. The shit it'll off. be over. It'll be over. Yeah, just
2: done. Yeah, it'll be over. But he'll, but he'll like warn the guy first. Like, hey man. Very much fight. so. All right. So we're calling this girl Sharon Jacobson, MMA Dream Catcher. Uh, she's a badass fighter, wrestler, tough girl. Came to my show uh, in um, Colorado. At a show in Colorado. And she came, um, and uh we're gonna call her. Hello. Hello. Hello, is this Sharon Jacobson? It is, who
0: is
2: this? This is Adam Hunter, you're on the MA Roasted Podcast. How are you doing?
0: Oh hey. Hey um How- Hold on a second. All right. <laughs> I apologize, I'm direct for oh, my
2: that's okay. How are you? Make sure you're on speaker. I don't want to get into an accident. Hey, Adam. Can you hear
0: me?
2: I can hear you. How's it going, Sharon? It's going well. How are you? Good. I'm here with CB Gold. We just had Biz Bing on. We're talking to uh, the beautiful, talented Sharon Jacobson. Uh, you were a national champion. I looked up some of your stuff. I didn't realize you were a national champion wrestler. You were the best in the whole country, yeah. huh? That's uh now how old were you when you won that won nationals um, the first time I won
0: I was 23 the second
2: time I was 32 damn wow they have a cougar wrestling league I didn't know that this was uh... a <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome good for, good for you I had no idea where could I watch this and uh do I have to wear my clothes no I'm kidding no that's that's great that's thats <laughs> By the way, it was good seeing you in Denver at that uh, military show. That, that was pretty badass that you were there.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah, it was a good show. We really enjoyed it.
2: And then uh, you are with your boyfriend. Are you, st- are you are you still with that
0: guy? I am. His Se- name is Scott.
2: Seemed like a very good nice guy. guy. Uh, he was into hiking. Uh, looks like you can beat him up. So that was a little. I was a little worried about him. <laughs> but uh, but he seemed. But he seemed okay with that.
0: He's stronger than he looks. He's stronger than he looks.
2: Oh, uh, oh he's oh he's with you? No, I don't know. No. He's uh he's not with me
0: right now, but he's stronger than he looks.
2: Oh he's stronger than he's he looks? A
0: smaller man, but, Like I mean I don't know, I don't to say do that. Got Gosh, it. this is quite damning for me. Now, no, he's a small dude, he knows this, but he's strong. <laughs> he's a rock climber, you know, like that requires a certain amount of strength,
2: so now I had now I had read that you um started wrestling at sixteen years old. Is this true? Yes. So 16 it is. years old. So, where, and uh, where did you grow up?
0: Uh, I grew up in San Diego County. So, El Cajon is where I started wrestling at Valhalla High School.
2: So, it was an all guys team?
0: Uh, initially, there were females, but uh, we had a team at first. And then, you know, they dwindled off, and there was only like two or three of us each season.
2: And what made you join the wrestling team?
0: I didn't want to take a P.E. class anymore. <laughs> so I told if I
2: did a sport, I wouldn't have to. Okay, I see. Do it. Now, in the beginning, were you, were you getting racked by dudes, or, or were you holding your own?
0: Um, I mean, again, like, they may be my size or smaller, but they're strong dudes. The ones that were, like, prepubescent, I was fine with. But the, <laughs> you know, the really tiny ones. But the other ones, you know, it's... We had a strong team, so it was tough always in practice. But I, I mostly just compete against females.
2: Ah, uh, got it, got it, got it. And but now, when did you figure out that you were good at this? Like, was it after a couple months? Was it after a year tournament? When when did you figure out like, holy shit, I'm actually this is something I could be really good at?
0: Uh, I think it was after a few months, and I just found that I had a real liking for it. You know. I w- I competed. My sister was on the team for a time, and so at first I only wanted to wrestle her. We didn't really know what we were doing. So we just roll around, you know. But um, yeah, when I started competing with other girls and stuff, I was like, oh, this is this is good for me, and it makes me feel good, and you know, nice. It was good. now nah,
2: all right. And then, were you like a party girl in high school? Were you a nerd? Were you a, a rocker chick?
0: No, nah, I was very introverted. I was actually a little bit chubby, but. I was surprised that like my sister wanted me to join my freshman year, but I was chubby and I don't want to wear a singlet. I don't want people touching me, you know. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just I got tired of PE. Like we I was poor, you know, so they, we had a we had a fire uniform and I could only afford one. And then it got stinky, and so I was like, in a class or I like not wear the uniform or something else to get affected by grade. It was dumb. Wow. You know, it was stupid. So that's why I didn't want to do peak anymore. But you didn't really get a workout, you like sit there and listen to them half the time and then the other half sit around
2: waiting your turn, So then you're just beasting, then you're beasting girls and you end up getting into the University of Minnesota. Yes. Now why would anyone go from San Diego, where it's beautiful and hot and warm, (laughs) to miserable, snow, Minnesota? Why, Why Minnesota?
0: I know. It was it was actually not the best choice. I only stayed there for a year. Uh, it was really hard. I, I went there because it was the original women's team in the United States. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. You know, and like people like Katie Downing had gone there. Um, and just, you know, Sally Roberts went there, Sarah McMahon. There was a you know, legacy of women who had gone there. So it was like, that's where I need to be, you know? Right, right. And... Yeah, it
2: just it was too cold for me. Too secluded. It was very opposite
0: from San Diego. Was Brock
2: Lesnar I mean, there? I grew up in a rural area, but. No, I'm serious. Was was uh, was Brock Lesnar there when you were there? Hello.
0: I went to the one.
2: In you can't talk about Brock. Oh uh, yeah, the, 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 it was closer to Fargo
0: than
2: the city. No, no, but was uh was it was Brock Lesnar there?
0: Uh, The one in the city is like maybe at that time, two thousand. I went there in two thousand two to two thousand three. Ah. I never went to the the I never went to the main campus in the city. Oh, you went to the other one, right?
2: Right. Okay. Okay. So after Minnesota, you're like, "Fuck this! I'm an introverted wrestler. I don't need this shit." So you transfer to where? (laughs)
0: Yes.
2: Sorry. So 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 then, where do you go there then?
0: Then I went and lived with my friend Katrina Best, who was a teammate of mine at Morris. And then we lived and trained with her dad's high school team. And then after that, they started the program in Northern Michigan. And I applied and I got in, so I
2: went there. Oh, okay, even more miserable than Minnesota. Uh, so then you're in Michigan. It was, you're, you're it was
0: on a, a lot prettier.
2: It's uh, a cold, yeah, cold few years. Yeah. So then, okay, so you're wrestling from Michigan. Yeah. You're kicking ass. Now you're not a lesbian, which is surprising. Um, were a lot of the girls? <laughs> were a lot of the girls in the team lesbians or no? No. I mean, maybe because it wasn't
0: as acceptable to come out back then. But I feel like the. You're on the scene. I feel like there's more of that in fighting
2: than wrestling, though. Uh, more, 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 more lesbians. Okay, because because you you seem like a very thirsty girl. So I, I was I was gonna say like, did you <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I just because I, I was I was looking at the jokes you were laughing at, and they were all very inappropriate. You got that tattoo on your you got that tattoo on your side, you know. Yeah. The tattoo on my side is a memorial piece for my high school coach. Uh, oh, oh, that's, that's nice. That's, that's normal. Most people get memorial pieces from their high school on their side. Oh, oh wait.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, her coach, I think she said. Oh,
2: her coach? Not her high school. Uh, they yeah, said her high, high school. I thought it was like the high school mascot or something. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, so then when do you join the Army? Now, did, didn't you join the Army?
0: Yeah, I joined the Army in 2008.
2: Wow. Okay. So you're, you're 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 you joined the army and you get promoted to like drill sergeant right away? How the fuck did that happen?
0: No. I've never been a drill sergeant. Uh I'm only an E five, a sergeant. I'm actually pretty behind for how long I've been in. But um there's a number of reasons for that. But yeah, I just uh I was actually a heavy equipment operator, joined the army, went to WCAP, I reclassed last year to a physical therapy tech and and I'm working on getting promoted.
2: So. That's that's pretty amazing. That's a good, thank you for that. You are a hero.
0: Uh, no, I haven't done anything. But thank you for your support.
2: No, no. Where were you? Where were you stationed?
0: I've always been. I mean, I was. i have been a reservist the whole time. I've just been on active duty orders while I was in school or while I was, you know, participating in WCAP as an athlete. I'm actually working with the world class athlete program still I'm uh, as a civilian I have a, I'm a licensed massage therapist and wow. um, I'm certified in neuromuscular massage therapy and I'm working on getting certified in shiatsu, barefoot massage so I still work with them I'm currently on active duty orders for support for that and have a good gig I have a good life I n- get to travel n- the teams I'm actually going to the Nationals next at the end of this month to Vegas for wrestling
2: so oh um, wow well, good luck.
0: I'm not wrestling. I'm just there to support the team. Oh, okay. Good <laughs>
2: now, now luck. Yeah. Now, you almost made the Olympic team, right?
0: Um, I tried three times. I failed three times. Uh, I think the closest I got was like fifth place.
2: Well, that's, that's, so. a, lot, that's a lot closer than I got. So... Uh... Uh, and every everybody else. That's that's pretty I've been fifth in the in the world in America. Is yeah, I was right. that's pretty good. Darn. That's now. All right. So now we're five and two. All right. We're uh, do we do we have a fight coming up in Invicta? Uh
0: no. I'm we're trying to work on something right now. Um, we're uh, it's yeah. I don't have anything solid right at this time, but we're working on stuff. Um. Hopefully, I'll be able to get on Invicta's next card. There's just been so much going on. Like, I was supposed to do this combative tournament, an all-army combative tournament uh, this week. I was supposed to leave tomorrow. And then that got canceled last minute because we needed at least a team of four. And then we could only get a team of three together for Fort Carson. And uh, they needed a team of four because they're doing a tactical. They're adding a tactical event to it. And you have to have a team. And so that kind of sucks that we can't go as individuals. But um, anyhow, so that got canceled. It was like a three-day tournament. So you started grappling, and then it's like slaps to the face, punches to the body, and grappling. And then the third day is the finals, and it's like an amateur MMA fight.
4: Wow. Um,
0: so that's like, but, but it would, so I competed in the Fort Carson one this past summer in August. And then, so this would have been like every post in the military bringing people in, and then there's a tournament, that determines who's the best and so I, I really wanted to compete in that but it didn't you know work out so it was my next year um so yeah so then and Victor was trying to find me a fight and then they said oh you can do that this only happens you know once a year and then and it actually hasn't happened in a few years because the army got weird about people getting bleeding and stuff and they were like oh people are going to get hurt you can no more army. that is and yeah so I was really excited but it's disappointing that things happen right Right. So now we're trying to find something else, and I'm hoping to get on Invictus card after this this who, one.
2: Who do you want to fight?
0: Whoever's going to give you that belt. Uh,
2: but who so, do you? But who? I mean, who do you have your eye on though? Um. Uh,
0: well, right now, Janda Roba a belt, so I'll fight her. But <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they're making me like build my way back up, you know, because I had that loss in August. And my girl just got beat up, man. <sighs>
2: yeah but you beat Jamie I mean you sure. beat Jamie Moyle who's in the UFC you got some you got you got you know you, it seems like every fight that you've evenly lost you just lost that one second you got caught in a submission or anything you've never been dominated you know you never got fucked up yeah. so I mean you're you're right there you're a great fighter you're a great athlete you're a military woman you're a, a national champion you're you're hot you know you got cool tattoos <laughs> you're pretty uh, you know you got you got all, everything going for you you got a boyfriend who's a hipster um, I'm
0: just- you like hype me up every day like just send me a like send me a voice clip so i can listen out every day like sir yeah. you got you got all these things going for you you're <laughs>
2: you're a world champ. i mean and you're training with rose namayunas right
0: uh off and on i go up there I, it's not very consistently but yeah she's a good partner i train with tisha more um tisha and raquel which i actually haven't trained with them in a while either it's hard because i actually have a real job and their job is to fight so um, getting on the same schedule is sometimes difficult.
2: But do you want to just have the job fighting? Would that be a, like, one of your goals?
0: Hmm. Uh, I have a really good gig, and I feel like if I walked because I I I walked away from this opportunity before, and it was really hard to get it again. You know, because in 2015, after I won nationals, because I went I went to nationals for fun, and I just had a fight. Two weeks later, it was nationals, and I was on orders to be the massage therapist, and they were going to, it was like temporary orders, it was like a trial period, and then they were going to switch me over. And then they are like, well, would you rather wrestle, or would you rather be the massage therapist? And I chose to wrestle, and then after that, like, my performance just went downhill. Mm. Like my, my, as we get older, we can't train the same like when we're 20, you know? Right. So I couldn't, my body just couldn't tolerate those practices all the time. You know, like, I'm able to do this, and I still perform. I feel like I did when I was 20, but I can't train that way. I can't, I don't
2: know. Being in a bit over stance, well, hurts. L- well, listen, <laughs> listen, I think you're awesome. My wife's pregnant. We're having a daughter. I want her to be just like you. I want her to be a fighter in oh, the really? military. Yes, and uh, maybe even like a massage, well, no, not a massage, no, therapist, a massage therapist. But uh, no, massage uh, uh, therapist. Two, two out of three things I would like her to do that you do. <laughs> so.
0: That's awesome. I hope, man, that's. Congratulations, that's really exciting. Oh, thank you. Do you want
2: to cool. have kids one day? I do. Uh,
0: when I was a kid, I wanted 12. Then I went down to 6, 4. I, I'll be good with 1 or 2 now.
2: Yeah, just one or two is so, good. Yeah, I think that's, that makes sense. We might have somebody for her. Uh, yeah. If, if the other guy doesn't work out. Oh, Renato? Joe the Kid. <laughs> Joe the Kid, yes. Well, listen, if uh, it doesn't work out with uh, Joe the Hiker, uh, uh, good luck. Um,
0: <laughs> Scott, Scott the Rock Climber. <laughs> is there somebody else in the car
2: right now, by the way?
0: Huh?
2: Is there someone else in the car? Or? No, no. Uh, it sounds just me. It like, sounds like there's an echo. Well, listen... Good luck with everything. Thank you for coming on the show. I am a big fan of yours, and I love what you do for what you do.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Adam. You're awesome, too.
2: No problem. Take care.
0: Thank you to your call. I'm not sure who
2: that was. uh, Don't worry. Thank you. He's very creepy. All right. Thank you. That was nice. She's a sweetheart. She's awesome. I like her. I like her a lot. Sharon Jacobson. She's 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 the truth. I didn't know
3: by the name, but when I looked her up, I remember watching her fight in the one of the recent Invictas, and I saw her walk out. I'm like, damn, like this girl just looks mean, man. Where's yeah. she, what
2: what what way does she fight it? I think uh, I I believe she's uh, 15. I mean, she, if she beat Moyle, right? Moyle's 15. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but it, and yeah. then she beat Deanna Bennett, but I oh, know Deanna that Bennett beat her. 25. But, but I think Deanna better beat her actually. Uh, that was her first fight, but uh, but she's got Paul some big ones. Colby. Women. Yeah, we're calling Colby, Colby Covington. Um, I like Colby. I mean, I I I think what I think, you know, I don't like everything he says, but is it an act? That's what what I want to know if it's an act. That that's basically what I want to know. Yeah, is this all kayfabe? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Colby. Hey, Colby Covington. It's Adam Hunter and CB Gold. Yo, what's up, Adam? How are you, man? Good, bro. How are you? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you great, man. Congrats on getting the, uh, okay. the uh, title shot for an interim belt, man. Congratulations. Oh, shit, man. Don't tell me congrats until I actually do something and have the belt around my waist. It's, I mean, it's, it's a big task. Uh, how are you preparing for Rafael Dos Anjos?
4: Oh, I've been, been preparing real hard, man. I've been, I got a different girl for each day of the week. We've been working my cardio in the bedroom, you know, doing a lot of uh, hot tub you know, uh, hot tub time machine, you know, a lot a lot of sex, you know. i got to get ready to dunk these balls on his forehead. So you're
2: just, wait, okay, so you're playing is to teabag him? No, teabag's over Yeah, bags I'm planning to teabag him
4: right in the middle of uh, the United Center in Chicago, you know. Michael Jordan was famous for dunking balls there. I'm going to be dunking my balls right in the middle of that arena, and people are going to know what's up.
3: Wait, Colby, uh, teabag or Arabian goggles?
2: That? forget him okay listen <laughs> so colby so you're fighting those on your now you, you can't really be training by just fucking different girls every day of the week i mean you're actually taking this seriously right
4: dude i'm not taking this serious why would i take it serious with this little midget man he, he couldn't beat me if i didn't train the rest of cam man I, as long as i got my cardio up which you know i'm putting in two a days and i'm getting it in if you know what i mean with the ladies <laughs> That's my workout, you know. I'm working hard. You know, I spent my whole life for this. He ain't going to show me something I already seen.
2: Now, who are these ladies? Uh, just random girls from Miami?
4: Yeah, just random girls from Miami, uh, you know, girls from New York, girls from all over, you know.
2: Just, just, banging, just banging away. Now, it was supposed to be in Brazil. Banging away. And then it got moved to Chicago. Why did it get moved and how did you feel about that?
4: Yeah, you know. You know, I feel good. Uh, It got moved because they didn't want this great day in American history to be on Brazilian soil. Those filthy animals didn't deserve this, so... You know, I'm happy to give my people what they want. You know, a, a great day in American history.
2: All right, Colby. Colby, listen. Uh, me and you are friends. I like I like you a lot, but I don't think you really think these people are. They're not filthy animals, Brazilians. What do you? Come on. The, 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 that's the thing where it's like you're you're putting grouping people together, and that's that's called being racist um, or nationalist, whatever. You you don't really think that. Brazilians are all filthy animals. No, it's not so a race, buddy. I know. I know it's not a race. I know that, that's what everyone says. Who's racist? They are a bigot. They're, oh, it's not a race. But I'm just saying. You don't, you're not really lumping in. You know, why do you call them filthy animals?
4: Ah, uh, you know, let let's be honest. Let's look at what how they treat fighters when they go there. That you know, I'm not the only fighter that they threw water bo- bottles at, scream, "You will die." try and grab me when I'm walking out to the octagon, you know, there's a long history of it. Look at it, you know, what they did to Matt Brown, you know, the way they treat American fighters when they go over there to put on a show for them, it's disgusting. And they, and they are filthy animals, and that place is a dump. So, you know, it, you know everybody has a different opinion, and, and everybody has, you know, thinks differently.
2: Now, but wouldn't those people, like the actual person who tried to grab you, like okay, say he's a filthy animal, right? Or the other guy that that, that yelled you will die. He, that guy's okay, you call him a filthy animal. But to lump everybody together, don't you see what that's why people are upset about that?
4: Uh, not really because, you know, I'm not the one lumping them together. If you think you were being a filthy animal, then then you were. If you saw my apology after the fight, you know, I didn't, I'm not grouping the people together. It's, it's all the people that wanted to take it that way. They, you know, you don't have to think you're a filthy animal if you didn't think you were. <laughs> Got
2: it. Got it. Okay. All right. So we agreed to disagree there. Uh, now, here we th- go. Now, Do- Dos años. Now, you got into it recently with Bubba Jenkins, who's Dos años wrestling coach. What happened there?
4: Oh, you know, I didn't get into it. He just, you know, he's just trying to stir the pie. He's just trying to talk a little shit. But, you know, the, the guy has no credible source to talk shit. You know, he just, he sounded dumb, you know, going on one of my friends from Oregon's Instagram page and trying to trying to talk some shit like, like he's something big or something, you know? So, you know, he, it is what it is. You know, I got no ill will feelings. So, Bubba, he, you know, he's in Rafael's corner. He, obviously, he's going to take Rafael's side, but come June 9th, he's going to know who daddy is. Now, Kobe,
2: I'm picking you to win, man. I honestly think, I think, you, I think you have what it takes to, to, to beat do, uh, Dos Anjos. I honestly do. I think, you're, I think you have the wrestling, the, 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 uh, the uh, striking. I think you got a lot of – I think you have the it fact, the anger – uh, but this dude is, is no joke I mean Dos Anos is a fucking monster I mean you saw what he did to uh, uh, the ex- uh, Robbie Lawler I mean not many guys can do that to Robbie Lawler
4: yeah, you know, I, I saw what he got what he did to Jeremy Stevens too. He got melted by a featherweight. So you <laughs> don't really take it's true. I don't take too much into account what he's done. You know, he, his last three fights were hand picked opponents at him. I'm trying to fight that guy from Singapore. We were supposed to fight in Singapore. He said, No, no, I don't want to fight Kobe, blah, blah, blah. So they put him down on the card and I, and they put me on the you know, higher up on the card. And I got a bigger fight with Dung Kim, the number six guy at the time. So you know, RDA has been running me for a while, and I'm, I'm just glad we could finally cross horns, you know? But you know what's funny about this, Adam, is all the people that are hyping him up, oh, man, he's so good, he looked unbeatable at 170, this and that, they're going to be the same people that are saying, oh, he's a washed-up lightweight, oh, he should never have been at 170 after I beat him. So, you know, there's just a lot of hypocritical and two-faced fans in this sport, and, and I just look forward to hearing their excuses come June 9th in, in Chicago.
2: I, I definitely agree that a lot of fans are you know, they're definitely Fairweather fans and they're, they're all about the next big thing. And I'm not that guy. I'm with you when you're bottom, when you're top, when you're back to the bottom, back to the top. I'm a, I'm a fan of the sport and of the fighters of all different levels. Um, what happened with Usman? I know that you and Usman don't like each other. Kamaru, he was backstage talking shit, but you didn't engage. You just stayed on your phone. Was that to piss him off more or just because you didn't want to get into a fight there? There was security. What was the deal with that? I mean, why would I
4: pay, pay attention to a kid to a little kid at the kids table? I'm the king. I'm at the head of the big boys table, Adam. You know, I ain't worried about that little scrub, you know. Like UFC came up to me, they're like, Hey, Kobe, be on your best behavior. So, you know, I'm looking down, seeing my phone that my phone that my fight got switched to Chicago and he's trying to run his mouth like he's a thug or something, like if he's so thug and he's so hard, why didn't he touch me? Why didn't he do nothing? You know, he's just He's all talk at him. He's looking for attention. You know, he's trying to bark up a tree that he's not ready for. I mean, the kid doesn't even have a ranked win yet, you know. So, you know, he's just looking for attention, looking to, to stir up the pot a little bit. But, you know, I ain't, got no, I ain't got nothing to do with that kid. You know, I got bigger and better things to do. I got RDA to take care of. And, and then Woodley's next. I'm going to unify my belt. So, you know, he, Cameron Usman's got some proving to do. You know, he's three or four fights away from me at, at, at the best, you know, because after I finish RDA, you know, it's under Woodley, and after I finished Woodley, it's going to be, you know, Thompson Till winner. So, you know, he's just trying to get some attention. You know, his manager's telling him what to do. Ali, that shady-ass fuck. So, you know, I, I don't really got much to say. The the little kid's at the kid's table.
2: Now, what about Mike Perry? He's like, what, what happened with
4: you and Perry? Oh, dude, he's, that guy's the biggest clown in the sport. He talks <laughs> his big game like he's so hard. That guy's a fucking scrub. He's got a horse face trainer, horse face ratchet trainer. I mean... Let's be honest, dude, if you listen to Perry's interviews, the guy's fucking, he's literally the the product of cousins fucking in Orlando, Florida, so, the guy's a complete scrub, you know, he hasn't done anything in the sport, he just got fucking his ass beat and concussed by a guy and knocked out, so, you know, that that kid's not even my level, he's gonna be fighting in Indian casinos by the end of the year when I'm champion.
2: definitely I mean you and Perry definitely don't like each other Uh, I think they broke up him and that uh, the girl that he that was training him I I believe that she posted that they broke up uh, his his, uh, girlfriend
3: I credit Colby with the Um, (laughs) steal
2: now uh now conor mcgregor we got to talk conor mcgregor obviously we know what happened last week he he threw a dolly uh you know causing all kinds of chaos you tweeted out that cocaine's a hell of a drug uh is
0: that
2: is that what you think happened you think he was on some kind of four-day coke binge you think that was a smart move on his part to get attention what would you have done how if what would you do if you were dana white what would you if you, uh, if you were on the bus and what are your thoughts about conor mcgregor
4: Oh, uh, you know, my thoughts about Conor McGregor is he's a coked up little leprechaun. And, and let, let's be honest, you know, Adam, I've been stealing all the headlines that, you know, the last, since I fought in October. So I've been in the headlines every month. So he had to go over and do something over the top to steal some of the headlines back. He knew Colby Chaos is the king of the headlines in the media now. So he had to go throw a dolly through a bus to, to get the headlines back on his side. And, and obviously we all know he's just looking for attention, you know, he's. He's not, he's not looking to come back and fight. He's not looking, you know, he's got enough money in the bank. He's just looking to get some attention from the media and get, get some hype around him again. But, you know, my thoughts are, you know, he's a joke, man. He's, he's a little lightweight, you know. He doesn't want none, none of this at welterweight. He's been talking like he's ready for three belts, but after I get the belt on June 9th, he's not going to say another word about 170. Mark my words.
2: So if you beat uh, Rafael Dos Anjos and Woodley still isn't clear to fight because of his shoulder surgery... Would you want to fight McGregor after that?
4: I mean, not that I'd want to fight him, but, you know, he's not going to want to fight me, man. After he sees what I do to RDA, I'm dunking my balls on RDA's face right in the <laughs> middle of the United Center on pay-per-view in Chicago. And Conor McGregor's not going to want nothing to do with Colby Chaos Covington, I can assure you that. He's, he's going to know that's a fight he has no chance to win. And, and we know Conor likes to handpick his fight, so he's not going to take a fight that he knows he can't win.
2: Now, Colby, when I first started becoming uh, you know, friends with you, having you on the show, you were very kind of polite, quiet, Didn't you just kind of stood your ground, you, you were just kind of waiting, and then you were getting no attention, you were right number eight, number nine, nobody wanted you, uh, nobody really wanted to fight you, and then it seemed like overnight you just sort of were like, fuck it, so- something changed in you, and you started talking a lot of shit, and, and, and becoming this like outspoken guy. What what was it? Did you see the light? Did, did all of Did you watch? What was it that actually caused this change?
4: I just started being myself, man. I just I was holding back before, you know. I was trying to be something I wasn't, you know. I was trying to be this nice guy, this 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 kid that everybody looks up to, this this hero. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, this isn't me, man. And let alone we're in the octagon and we're fighting in a steel cage to take another man's brain cells. So why would I, why would I filter who I am? I'm not going to filter who I am. I'm just going to be who I am. You know, I am a supervillain. That's just, that's just who I am. And, and people can hate me and they can love me, but at the end of the day, they're paying to watch me. So, you know, this is, I'm just opening up and I'm being who I really am inside.
2: You know what, actually what backs up your theory though, oh, not your theory, like your, your, your statement, uh, we had Ben Askren on the podcast and Askren said he was coaching a fighter who was going up against you and in wrestling in college wrestling and you were beating his kid and then you went up to Ben Askren and you're like you don't want none of this and Askren was the coach not even wrestling but you wanted to wrestle Askren at that time who was an Olympian which kind of backs what you're saying like you, have you always been like this like before MMA <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you, if you go
4: look at any of my wrestling matches in college, man, I was punking, dude. I was taking them up, slamming them, putting my feet on their back, just disrespecting them and just doing things that, that, you know, were out of the ordinary for a wrestler, you know. I just, you know, this is how I've always been, man. I like to dominate kids and run guys in the ground, you know. I'm, this ain't, I'm not here to make, you know, make people happy, you know. Fuck your feelings, you know. This is the fight business, so, you know, I've, this is who I've always been, and, and everybody knows this is who I really am.
2: Now you were roommates with John Jones in college. It was you and John, and you guys used to beat up townies in Iowa, correct?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, those are some good times.
2: Now back That's then where we you really, really learned to fight. Now back then, it was you, Jones, and then what's his name? Uh, Joe Soto. We're all living in a house together. <laughs> you guys were beating up townies, and I guess you and John were friends back then, but now you're not. What, what, what happened with you and Jones?
4: Yeah, you know, we used to be, like, really good friends, best friends, at each other's side. We wouldn't leave each other's side. But, you know, as soon as he started doing the steroids, he started just turning into a different person. He'd have roid rages. He'd come home, and literally there'd be, like, a blanket not right in the house. Call what the fuck? Ah! Start fucking roid raging out, just freaking the fuck out. I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. And he would, like, you know, like, literally try and back me in a corner, like, with these demon fucking eyes. Because that dude literally is fucking Satan's fucking little angel, or Satan's son. And, and we just, I just lost all my respect for him, you know? He just fucking turned into a completely different person and a fake piece of shit. And, and he's just, he's such a fake fuck, you know? He tried to play this role like, oh, I'm all about God, all oh, this and that. No, you're fucking not, you piece of shit. He's just trying to lie to all the fans. Look at him, dude. He's, he's too busy being on coke bingers, on steroids, fucking in the club, hitting fucking pregnant ladies and running off from the scene, almost killing a pregnant lady. And then, and then fucking rapping Bentleys that the UFC gave him around poles with hookers in the back. Like, oh, I thought you were a family man. That guy's a piece of shit. Low life dirtbag. So
2: he was doing steroids back in college too?
4: Yeah, he was doing steroids back in college. He was at 197. He wanted to go up to heavyweight. So he was like, fuck dude, let me start, let me start juicing up. I want to get up to heavyweight. So, you know, he got on this little lifting program and started doing steroids with this, this other kid that was in our, in our dorm with us, this kid named Nate Willard. He was from California, so he was giving them all the inside scoop on the steroids, and and they started doing all the shit, you know, HGA, testosterone, and he just fucking had roid He had temper tantrums, and that's where I lost all my respect because he would come home, you know, if there was a dish wrong, he would just freak the fuck out. If if we weren't watching TV or he wanted to play video games, he would just lose his shit, man. I'm not even lying. And that's just when I lost all my respect for him. I I wanted nothing to do with him. I knew he was a piece of shit, and he was a fake two-faced bitch.
2: I could, I could see, I could see why, uh, why you would feel that way. Um, fuck. All right. So Colby, Colby Covington, you're fighting June, June 9th in Chicago for the world title against Rafael Dos Anos. Now, do you read any of the comments people are making on your Instagram or do you even look at that?
4: Nah, let's be honest. You think I got time for that, Adam? I'm out here preparing for a world title. I'm with a different chick every day. I ain't got time to look at these nerds and virgins' comments.
2: Nice. Well, listen, Colby. Good luck, man. Good luck. Keep it up, man. I'm, I'm, I, I shocked the world, dude. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, team Colby. Let's do it, baby. So uh, good luck and Fuck thanks. Yeah, for-
4: Team Adam, Team MMA roasted all day, baby. Fuck thanks yeah. For giving me a voice as always.
2: One thousand percent, man. And thanks for uh, being on the podcast. And good luck with everything, brother.
4: All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.
2: All right, that was Colby Covington. Uh, man. Uh, I really,
3: I had it written out. I was about to tweet. Colby Covington just said, John Jones is the son of
2: Satan on the <laughs> MMA Roasted podcast. I, I I wish he was more outspoken sometimes. I think that... I know, a-
3: he he just, uh, we got to bring like the character out of him so he Fuck, can like... man. I don't even think he knows who he's fighting next. Dude, like, uh,
2: Colby Covington is, is, uh,
3: is a piece of work. Holy shit, Let's man. Let's just put it this way. If he does what he says he's going which to he do, which is very which capable of doing, very, 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 very possible. If he beats RDA and he beats Tyron Woodley, like you talk about, soft spoken now. Can, I mean, he's, never, he's <laughs> never really been hurt in the octagon though. Like he's he's never, no, he's it been, was that it was that uh, guillotine that came out of nowhere to fucking um, Warley yeah. Warley
2: Alves. Right, but he's never. He, but he's never been rocked. He's never been hurt. Uh, he's got good defense, good, good, talent, good, great wrestling. Uh, but, I mean, rafael Desanis is a fucking, is a badass. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a great it is, fight. It is. A I'm going to try to go to that fight. So, CB, what do you have coming up?
3: <laughs> You're just going to laugh at me, but just a tattoo shop, and mom and dad are leaving the country next week. So I'm staying at the house. And Tattoo
2: shop. Let's do tattoo shop for w- now. W- Walk the dogs. <laughs> Walk the dogs. No, watching dogs. And the name of the tattoo shop and,
3: is? And uh, Graffiti Palace Tattoo, North Hollywood, California. Um, 818 980 If you want roast it, what happened? If happens? you mentioned MMA roast, it will give you a 10% t- uh, discount on any tattoo above shop minimum, shop minimum 60 bucks. And I also have another, uh, career that might be blooming. Um, gay porn star. No, Oh, what's that? Fuck no. My mom's friend is one of the, like the premier dog trainers in LA, if not the country. And she wants an assistant and a r- way to expand her business. Um, so she has offered to train me, and she said, "You Cause know, because you're one
2: of the dogs." All right, go on. Well, okay. All right, well, was that? I, "You <laughs>
3: know, things are really good right now. She's a really good dog trainer, Kamora Tolliver. Uh, Instagram is Barkers Anonymous. She's amazing, um, and yeah. So that's, I mean, you guys can make fun of me as much as you want, but I like, dude, playing good. with dogs and puppies all day and just training them—that's like—that that's, that's sounds life. fucking great to me, that's man. A, are you
2: gonna graft the dogs or no?"
3: Graffing's dead, man. I'm done.
2: Good. All right, listen. uh, I will be at the San Diego Comedy Palace Friday and Saturday this week in San Diego. Next Friday night, April 20th, Grand Junction, Colorado, at the Avalon Theater. Harvey's in Portland, uh, April 26th to the 29th. uh, Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida, May 3rd to the 6th. Uh, The House of Comedy in Minnesota, May 9th to the 13th. And uh, that's where I'll be. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Colby. Uh, thank you, Bisbing, Thank you, Sharon cool, Jacobson. Take care and have, and have a great
1: week. Trap, trap, don't, trape, don't